0: Today our lesson uh, uh, is uh, just a little bit more encouraging. The song that I sent you all was by Shirley Caesar, and it talked about God is working it out. And this is really just an another encouraging lesson. No matter what we endure, God will work it out. If we know who God is, you all, th- this is to you all. For those that say you are Christ-like Christians, that you walk, that you have accepted Jesus. Christ in your heart and you want to be able to move forward in him. And we know that when Jesus left there, he said he was gonna ask the Father to send us another confidence. Sometimes we get that. And you know, uh one, one thing that uh in, in the little he always give me a, a song or something to share with you all. And then and surely sees a the song that said, God is working it out on the jobs in our home with our children, uh, with our grandchildren with our neighbors, whatever. He's working it out for us. You know, uh, in other words, we can flip it around and say, God will fight our battles. That means that we don't have to uh, be in anguish or have anxiety or be discouraged when bad things happen in our lives. When it seems that a situation is hopeless or matter at hand is too overwhelming we may be tempted to doubt God and because we're flesh, one thing, we are flesh, but sometimes we, we doubt God because we just can't see it sometimes but we must remember that no problem is beyond the scope of God's sovereignty and love he has beyond, he has a measure beyond uh, anything that we could think of that he, he would do, what well, he says he will do and my, my favorite little uh, motto or word that I always encourage people is God is faithful to his word. If he said it, he's going to do it. And I I would encourage each and every one, don't allow people to tell you that God may not do, may not do. When we stand before God, it's an individual thing. It's not with a whole bunch of folks around. So I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures. The one we're talking about right now is Philippians 4 and 19. Philippians 4 and 19 if you're not able to write it down remember the replay on Spotify you'll be able to get it again you can play it over and over and over and over. Uh, Philippians 4 and 19 says and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Jesus Christ and I'll repeat that again it said and my God and you want to say it to yourself you know and put, put your hands down on your chest my God he belongs to me my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of glory in Jesus Christ look at Romans 8 uh, verses 37 38 and 39 Romans 8 37 through 39 Uh, this is Paul saying no in all no in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor light, life. Neither angels or demons. Neither the present nor the future. Nor any powers. Neither height or death. Nor anything else in all creations. Will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus. God would never leave us. He would never forsake us. But sometimes we get it in our flesh and we walk away from him because we can't see it. And we can't see it sometimes because of the stuff that's in front of our eyes. Sometimes if we fall and we make a mistake, and instead of us going to God and asking to forgive us, we, and because He once we ask, he, Jesus told us just to repent. But some of us, we, we get to this thing Well, I've, I've been so bad, I can't repent. There, Jesus didn't say there's nothing you can't repent of. He didn't say that in his word. I kind of read it, but if you find it, let me know, and I, and I'll talk about the scripture. But there is no scripture that is saying that God will not forgive us. So a lot of times, that's the first thing we need to do to get all this mess out of the way is go to God. Go to him. And the way we get to God, we've got to go through Jesus, Remember? can't just go r- around Jesus and get to the Father. You still have to go through Jesus because Jesus, God is the one that sent his son. So he sent his son to save us, to bring us closer to him. That's his format that's the way he did it that's the way Christianity is set up now there are other religions that say it a different way but the one that we're talking about is the God of the Holy Bible the I am God that's the one we're talking about get Jeremiah 29 and 11 another encouraging scripture Uh, it says Jeremiah 29 and 11 says for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord Jesus is Lord remember He said for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future depending on who we're listening to this has been misinterpreted given to us in the wrong way or just given a piece of it but right here Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. that's why I do encourage everyone to read your word know your word for yourself it's in It's good to be able to join in with with the podcast and listen to the word over and over. And as you listen to it, sometimes it's good to get your Bible and just read it. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Man, right now there's so many different things going on in this world. We 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 uh we have lack of hope sometimes. We 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 just if we look at the world and stay focused on what what's happening in the world, we would get this mentality. Well, when is it gonna happen to me? When well, we see people dying. Uh, I'll just say it every, every day someone is dying and we've heard of some neighbor lost this person and uh, I, I, you know I'm a Facebook person and I minister a lot on Facebook and I talk I put encouraging things on Facebook right now I'm at this month uh, Black History Month I've been in the, in the history mode showing some of the history some of the uh, forerunners that we had that made it through and they made it through with the help of God that's how they made it and all only by the grace of God they made it through. And we're going to need that. And that's what our main thing is to my main thing is to encourage you. Don't stop. God has a plan for you and for every one of us. And to to kind of re-emphasize what's going on here I want to go back to Exodus. Exodus 14. And we all all knew about Exodus and what happened in Exodus when the people uh, were sent into Egypt. They, They got over there to Egypt and they started to grow and grow and grow and grow. And after they were growing, so and and the Pharaoh was was kill them off and and put uh, he- a heavy task on them, and they started crying out to the Lord. They cried out, and He heard them. They cried out all the stuff they were going through, making bricks without without the right. And one scripture said they even made bricks without straws. I don't know how they did it. They had to be God helping them do that, but. Uh, with just with the mud, they were able to make bricks, and they didn't have the straws in it to strengthen it. But God heard their cry, and he sent Moses to deliver them out of Egypt. So we're going to jump down to 14. Moses told the children of Israel, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still." Now at that moment they were standing at the edge of the Red Sea. You know all the little tests they went through, and the Pharaoh finally they told the Pharaoh they just wanted to go outside the city and do so and worship the Lord. That's what they told him, and he felt a little bit of sorry, and he went on to allow them to do it. Now, uh, but as as we go, we we'll learn the next step. Now, uh, him they were him They were standing by the edge of the Red Sea. They had already been delivered. Uh, they, they saw the sea in front of them. And they know they couldn't go back. If they went back, they went back to Egypt. But they were standing at the Red Sea, hemmed in by the sea before them and the Egyptian army behind them. Uh, we, we've we been in some situations where we uh, it was like a, a catch-22 situation. Some of us have been in those situations. And we could think about things that's happened in our life before. But... We know that we got we, we got out of it. We got out of it because you're able to be on this line now. You did get out of the situations. And if you're in the situation, just hold on. By the end of this lesson, you will be encouraged to keep holding. God will give you a ram in the bush to make a way out of it. Now, the Israelites were in an impossible situation. But it was a situation brought on by the Lord himself. It was God who hardened the Pharaoh's heart to pursue them fleeing. First the Pharaoh just let him go. He thought they were going to come back. But God hardened his heart. And if you want to go in depth of that, you pray and ask the Holy Spirit to, to give you an understanding as to what that meant. Uh, now, you might ask the question, why, why would God do such a thing? God wanted to make sure, make, make it crystal clear that he is Lord so that he got the glory over Pharaoh's uh, victory. Uh, Pharaoh thought he was going to get the victory. But God wanted to make sure that the people knew that he was going to get the vi- That God had the victory over Pharaoh. Uh, and because God wanted to teach Israel that he is their deliverer. That's what he wanted. He wanted to teach the Israelites that he was the deliverer. And their salvation, they were incapable of, of trying to escape the situation on their own. They needed only to wait for God to move on their behalf. Sometimes we're we in, uh, uh, I haven't learned how to clean my word up here. Sometimes we're in, a catch, like I said, a catch-22 situation and we see no way out. But if we wait on God, if we can make that flesh, that old natural flesh of ours, shut up and quieten your spirit. We are in control of ourselves. And if you're not in control of yourself, you need to start fasting more, trying to get closer to God, being able to submit yourself to, submit, submit yourself to God. Uh, surrender all. Give up. Just give up. Give up your flesh. Give up your own soul. Give up those snake heads that's been put in your your mind. Stuff like that will happen, you all. Naturally, it'll happen, and I say that because I know it will happen. It's happened to me, and I know I know it's happening to you also. Now, uh only thing they needed to do was to wait on God and move, and because He was going to move in their behalf. Now, the battle that appeared to, to be between the Egyptians. And the Israelite was in reality between the Egyptians and God. That's who the battle was really between. Uh, We're going to look at uh, Exodus 14, 4 through 8. Exodus 14, 4 through 8. Then uh, the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to turn back and camp near Pharahoth between Magal and the sea. They are to camp by the sea, directly opposite Baal Zephon, Z E P H O N. Verse 3 said, Pharaoh would think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert. This, this, he gave them a plan what to do because Pharaoh thought they were hemmed in. They couldn't go nowhere. And God said in verse 4 He said, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And he will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself. Through Pharaoh and all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. That's what he said. So the Israelites did this. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled. He thought they were just out worshiping God. When he told they had fled. Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. About them and said. What have we done? we've let the Israelites go and have lost their services because the Israelites did everything. They were their servants, remember? They did everything for them. Uh, Verse 6 or So he had his chariots made ready and took his uh, army with him. He took 600 of his best chariots. And you know, chariots got to have quite a few men on it. 600 of them. And along with all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. All of them, excuse me, verse eight says, "The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that He pursued the Israelites who was marching out boldly they, they, they thought they had they, they, everything was going to be a hunky-dory for them, but God had another plan, all right, another plan so He let them know who's in charge. He does it in our lives, and sometimes we't we, do, we don't take obedient step to do what God tells us to do. We say,' oh, no, that ain't God. Well, when you know you are so surrender all and you're sold out for God and you know His word, no matter what comes up, if you get an idea, get something in your belly that God is saying to you, you fall, you fall, uh, be obedient and, and just do it. Remember Saul, the first king, the first king of the Israelites? He, he, uh, when, when Samuel went out to do some worshiping and Samuel told uh, Saul, don't do any worshiping because I'm coming back. I'm the one that's supposed to do it, not you. But what is Samuel did, he listened to the people. He listened to the people. And what he did by listening to the people, he started uh, bleeding the sheep, killing the sheep, killing the, uh, the animals before the priests got there. That wasn't a Saul's idea, a job to do. But he listened to what the people had said. So by him listening to what the people had said, he ended up losing his kingdom and his life because he was disobedient. That's where the scripture come to, but obedience is better than sacrifice. And I say that to us today, oh, being obedient to what God said is much better than sacrificing yourself for somebody else, doing, doing what other folks said. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience to God is better than sacrifice. And I say that on and on, over and over. Now, God wanted to fight their battles. He enables them to uh, circumvent what often... Uh, he enables us also to uh, circumvent what often comes with conflict, panic, fear, hopelessness. We, we get all of that. We, we get all of that. That's, that's talked about in Exodus 14, 11 through 12. Now Pharaoh approached the Israelites, looked up, and there were Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done by bringing us out out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us, let us serve the Egyptians yeah, yeah that's what they said so you had some crying out to the Lord I'm tired of doing this I'm tired. I'm tired of this bondage I want to get out there are a few people that cries out there but the, those uh, look and loose uh, uh, those soothsayers those around those lazy folks that was laying around they didn't want to do anything but just stay where they were getting the leak and the meat that's all they want to eat their meat uh, it said now back in in 12 it said didn't we say to you in Egypt leave us alone let us serve the Egyptians it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert and a lot of us want to still do that today it's better for me to deny God than to uh, suffer this stuff that I have to do just because of Jesus I'd rather deny God but th- those are foolish people talking now uh, Sometimes in our lives, there, there's actually we can't see any way around a problem. Just like the Israelites. And when they were uh, cornered, they were they cornered at the sea between the sea in front of them and the Egyptian, Egyptians behind them. They saw no way out. But, none of them imagined that the sea was going to split down the middle. They did not know anything about what the ram that God had for them. They had no idea that God was providing a way of escape. He does that from us every every day. You all look at Second Chronicles twenty and seventeen. Chronicles 7, twenty. I'm sorry. Second Chronicles twenty verse seventeen. Second Chronicles uh, 20, verse 17 say, You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position and stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Judah and Jerusalem, do, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow. And the Lord will be with you. This is after a few years on down into it. And God was still talking to Judah and Jerusalem. Stand firm. And he says this to us today, you all. Stand firm on your situation. Stand firm on your belief. If you know God has done it for you in the past, he'll do it again. He said, like I said, God is faithful to his word. It's just that when we allow the enemy to throw those snake eggs in our head, that get us all confused and get us all weak and believe in God. A lot of times it, it takes that we've talked about about it already, when when it takes us to get away from, from people. They're just planting doubt, doubt in you. The whole circle is talking negative. As long as you stay in that circle, believing what they say, you will go down with them. Go down with them. Now, Mo- Moses kind of gave a little review after a while because he was getting ready to leave. He gave us a little review. And I I like this part because, you know, after they walked around in the desert for so long, uh, because they were disobedient and didn't go, they sent the spies. Remember the spies that went into the promised land, the 12 that went into the promised land? But only two came back with a good report. And the two said, we could take them. Joshua and Caleb said, we could take them. We could do this. They They knew God. They said, we could do that, do this. But the others, they had doubt. And so God said to everybody that's... Uh, 20 years and over will die he, he, God don't play He said you don't believe me I'll, I'll get rid of you that's why Jesus told us If you don't believe me repent or die That's what he said repent or die Go back in the scripture you can find it and if you need a text me, And I'll text it to you the scripture He said repent or die Jesus said repent Or die and you have to make up that choice In yourself as to whether or not you want to do Now uh. Uh, what Moses was saying now in his recap he reminds them of the importance of having courage and trusting God a lot of them during the time they were in the desert that 20 years uh, most of the elders that actually went through the sea went through the sea at that time had died off and surely they probably didn't tell the generations that was being born of the generations uh, uh, around them now 40 years uh Earlier, the Israelites had spied out the land and uh, concluded they were unable to go against the uh, Canaanites, who were big and too strong. Remember that part? Well, that's what I'm talking about. That's in Numbers 18. Uh, no, Numbers 13, 31 through 33. Now, due to the generation's luck of, uh, lack, I say lack of faith. They were not allowed to enter the promised land. Moses tells the generation to avoid their father's lack of trust. This is what he was saying to the the people, the new generation. Avoid what your fathers did. They, They had lack of trust. Do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you. In Egypt. They they, don't, they didn't know anything about Egypt. But he was just telling them. Before their very eyes. He opened the sea. Of the generation. Before he opened the, opened the sea. And they were able to walk through the sea. And it said that they walked through on dry ground. Now like I said. Down through the generations. They weren't told about the struggles. The original Israelites. Had. Uh, had when they came out of Egypt. Many of us today has forgotten the precious battles God has fought for us along the way. You can think about some of the things that you have endured and you made it through. Now, the ones that God did, you give him the glory. The things that you did, you give him the glory. You give yourself the glory because there's always going to be consequences. Uh. Now, you know, when they were in the land, when they went over into the promised land, they saw these giants and they got scared. They, they didn't want to do nothing. Oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. Like I said, today we've been told so many times, we can't do that. We, we cannot do it. But I want to encourage you. Uh, get Romans 8 and 28. No matter the size of the giant, no matter the size of the problem, God can take care. He's in charge. When you know who you are. And Romans 28 and 8, Romans 8, verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for God to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. It works together for them that love God. I'll repeat that. And we know. That all things work together for good, for the good, y'all, for them, to them, that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. God has a purpose and plan for each and every one of us. Yes, we're going to have to go through some, some things, but as we go through these things, we're going to hold on to God's hand. Because God is in control of those that love him and knows him and have accepted Jesus But that God does not mean we get to avoid the battles. We're going to have to go through some things. We're living in a natural world. And we're going to have to go through some things. Uh, Get 2 Timothy 3, verse 12. 2 Timothy 3, verse 12 says, Yea, in all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution because we know who Jesus Jesus suffered persecution and we're no better than he is definitely we're going to serve some in this world and you can name your own persecution because I know we all have persecution and you, you may not think it as persecution but yes we may not have the greatest, greater uh, persecution like they are over, overseas over in the, in the other world but yes I, our culture has had much persecution but our young generation that's coming up behind us—they don't know. They didn't go through what we went through, so they don't. They think that they're entitled to it. But those of us that went through—it's our obligation to tell them about it. Tell them what God can do, what God will do. Now, we're going to suffer persecution. That suffering produces. But when we suffer, suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces a character. When you're able to withstand some of the things that's thrown at you today and make it through, knowing that God has given you the ability to withstand hardship and adversity, you will grow. When you are not able to withstand anything and you're always falling for anything, you're going to keep repeating yourself over and over, over and over, going through the same thing. Now, we got to have... Uh, God give us the ability to sustain our prolonged stressful effort or activities. There's a lot of stressful things in our life you all we go through a whole lot in our life, and it's how you go through it. Do you go through it mummering or you do you go through it with the word with your sword in your hand? Your sword is your word of god the word of god i I was listening to something on uh, not Instagram. It might have been an Instagram post or something on the internet how you can go on and you, you uh see the TikTok and it, it it kinda made me uh sick the way the new generation is, is thinking about who God is. Now they're telling uh they're taking the view as God as he being a, uh, thinking of us as a slave we're slaves to do what God tells us to do that's a warp mentality when you hear stuff like that you know that that person has no root has no relationship with Jesus when we have relationship with Jesus and we know who God is in our life we don't we don't have that type of mentality we and I can only say what it said when you know that you have accepted Jesus Christ in your heart, Uh, you know that you're not alone, that His strength gives you strength. Just knowing the fact that God will do this for you, that gives you strength. That encourages you to be able to make it through all of this. But when you don't know, when you have lack, you haven't been told, you haven't been introduced, and nobody around you is trusting and believing in God, it makes you weak. It makes you fall right over to what the world is saying. God God is, is is a white man's God. He ain't for you. I don't care what color skin. God is not a skin. It says in my Bible that God is a spirit. I'll say it again. In my Bible, He said He is a spirit. And I'm made in His image. That's my inner soul. My inner spirit is made in His image. Now, my physical body... Uh, I don't know what the physical body of God was, but we had an image, we have an image now as to what Jesus looked like, and Jesus looked like man, but Jesus wasn't able to be everywhere, he can only walk in the vicinity and the areas that he was in when he was alive, doing as a man. But when he went back to the Father, which he came for the Father, he was always a, a, a spirit. So when he went back to the Father and sit on the right hand of the Father, interceded for us, he is a spirit. And that's who he is. So we're made in his image. We're, we're, we're just like Jesus. He he said to us, he prayed and prayed to his dad and asked him to make us one like him and the Father was. And I, I find joy in knowing that that Jesus prayed for me and, and, and ask his daddy to make him make me one with him like he and his father was, that's an awesome thing. So no matter what's, what's, what devil comes up, God allows me to see the devil. I get discouraged sometimes, but I still hold on to God's hand, knowing, knowing that he will fight my battles for me. Uh, let's look at Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6, and actually we're about done. It's a short lesson today. Hebrews 13, verse 5 and 6 says, uh, Keep your lives free from the love of money. This this scripture came up and I said, Well, God, I don't know why, but I do know why. And I'm going to leave it for you all to figure it out. I'm going to, on purpose. I can tell you, but I'm going to leave it to you on purpose. He said, Keep your lives free from the love of money. There's a scripture in there that tells us when we love money, how it separates us from God. And be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you, he said he'll never leave us nor forsake us, he said that, so we say with, so I can say with confidence, or the scripture says, so we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And I'm going to read that again. Because we, we, we do get discouraged. Because we're around negative people. And we hear this stuff. The battle sometimes. Uh, the wind is so heavy blowing. That we we see no way out. Blowing up all this dust. Driving down the road. The dust. Arizona is good for these dust storms. And they tell you to put over the side of the road. And cut your lights out. Don't have your lights on. Cut your lights out. Because somebody coming coming up behind you can run right into you because your lights are on. They think you're moving fast, but they, they don't see you. can't move in the dust down. And they be speeded and boom, they block right into you. But he said uh, Jesus said to us keep your lives free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. It's called God has said never will I leave you. He said never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do for me? My mother, Ethel Bryant, used to say, folks don't have a heaven or a hell to put you in. So why do you care what they think? Why, why do you care what they think? And actually, you all, uh, that is the end of the lesson.